We're locked inside. It's a trap. That's a bomb. All right, dorks, what are we blowing up? What? The Vatican? Wow, but you guys are going to hell. We're back. Uh, hi. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike. One co-host also. Mike is here as well. Uh, our apologies. We Life got in the way like it did for that last week, but we're here now, and we're back uh, to your regularly scheduled MMO programming. And, and what better way to restart the regularly scheduled MMO programming <laughs> than with a surefire Oscar contender in our review of Fast X, Michael? That's right. The Two Mike, Two Furious <laughs> series is back. Uh, and we'll we'll moonlight once in a while uh, with our series. You know that's the fun part about these series in the in the in the age of sequels, right? In the age yeah. of IP, we keep coming back to you know the Mike Mike Pixar series rewatch, Tarantino and 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 Con- Conjuring Universe and MCU and and obviously the Fast and Furious, Two Mike Two Furious uh, series. There we get to come back to them all. MMO screams. We we have to come back to it. I, yes. I, but we were we were planning to do that, you know, next year. But because uh, uh, we missed Scream Six, we kind of reviewed it. But anyway, I'm I'm babbling because I miss you. I, I missed <laughs> our recordings. Uh, it was a weird place I was in last week because our schedules just got screwed up. Yeah. Last week Life and happens. and we were purposely waiting a little bit uh, to for the canned stuff to flesh out. So like we were sitting on our hands Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And we were like, all right, Thursday makes sense for for right. Fast X or Can. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, each one of those days, we had like a scheduling snafu, let's say. Nothing hugely serious, but snafus. You yeah. had a good snafu on Friday because you went to the Blink-182 concert. Yeah, yeah. For the first time in you know a decade, I left my MSG. house. MSG? No, uh, <laughs> yeah. Your, uh, your brother came with and uh, went to MSG and... I was thinking, like, the show was an absolute blast, and I love Blink, and, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tom and Mark and Travis apologist, and I pray at the altar of Tom DeLonge and all these stuff. And I told your brother this. I care about, like, seven things in life, and mm-hmm. it makes emotional investment on my end very efficient in that way. Like, <laughs> if, if I care about it, I really care about it, and otherwise I don't, which is also why I'm in a blind rage over the Celtics right now. But that's yes, neither you are. Nor yes, there. you are. Um, I was thinking to myself the whole time, like, oh, could I do a Tribeca physical? I have my physical ailments and, and, and stuff going on there. There's just no way. Like, I, I can go to Blink and I'll be, like, happy and fine and it'll be fun. And, like, that's, that's a solid eight-hour day. But if I was watching two movies mm-hmm. and I disliked one of them, I would just be in a – it'd be a murderous like, rampage. When you go to a film festival, you have to understand that you're probably going to dislike more I than can't. you like. <laughs> I could barely make it through this movie, and I, I didn't mind this movie. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with this movie, yes, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this episode in this series, but you're right. I, I'm glad I'm glad you got your taste of New York City. It was just enough. <laughs> you enjoyed the Madison Square Garden. You spent a lot of money on it, and yeah, I'm glad yeah, you were able to it. enjoy the big night. It was it was it was awesome. It was uh they uh they made a funny joke. They were like, "We're giving you everything we have tonight. Long Island tomorrow night's gonna get shit, and they're gonna have to like it." So that was fun. Meanwhile, Mike too here. Like when I don't record for a week, I go down <laughs> rabbit holes. And this time, and I've said this, this before. Is not the first time you've done this rabbit hole either. <laughs> but I found Bigfoot podcasts. <laughs> I found that's a thing. Like they're listenable Bigfoot, like Sasquatch Chronicles. I, it's my new favorite. I must have listened to seventy, you know, seventy four or seventy five episodes. Mm. One of those two. 
What uh, what's the what's the verdict here? Is it real? Oh yeah, absolutely. What do, yeah. Am I? Li- I'm a. I listen. I am a student of acting, even though I'm not an actor. <laughs> right. I could tell when people are lying to me. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I could tell sure. when they're fake. Right. Most of these people are are either like either they're fooling me, and I'm a terrible student of acting. Mm-hmm. Which is possible because I again I like this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're telling me the truth and they're all saying the same things. Bigfoot is real. Aliens exist to get to get your Travis con- mm. uh, connection, Blink One Eighty Two mm. connection, and Tom, we're, we're finally yeah. we're finally ready to move on from this uh, introduction. Yes, and as I guess a spoiler, Fast X doesn't actually fight aliens. We don't go into outer space <laughs> yet. yet. But what was going to be a two-part Fast finale, Vin Diesel has heavily hinted, will now be a trilogy of a Fast. But this, this I don't know why we're talking like this franchise is going to end. This is America. This franchise is as America. Like, the Greeks have their gods, and, like, the Romans had their empire and stuff. Like, this is the mark that will be, once the American empire falls, this will be one of the things people read about in the textbooks. And Dom and Hobbes will live forever. <laughs> They'll make a whole, you know, Baker's Dozen films of, of just yeah. them two after yeah. the last one. This is where this is all heading. So uh, let's let's talk about it. Fast X, we have kind of a different format to go back to the Two Mike, Two Furious uh Format, I guess, mm-hmm. if I can allow myself babies. to introduce myself. Uh, so we're we're not we're going to do non-spoiler and spoiler filled. So it's still that same format as it is for all our movie reviews. So if you've not seen the movie yet, we're not going to spoil the plot, at least not too much in the uh, non-spoiler section here. And then we'll have a uh, a spoiler filled section for the second half. But we have some some sections, some headlines that we'll play by. So let's start by describing the plot or the premise poorly, Michael. Finally. A reckoning of collateral damage comes for <laughs> revenge against La Familia. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and it's shaped like Aquaman. Mm-hmm. However, he's actually played by a deep fake motion captured version uh, by D. Reynolds. <laughs> who, of course, is played by Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's a trailer, and that's the first 14 minutes, so yeah. I think it'll be fun to return to this segment and describe the plot plor- poorly once we start spoilers. Uh, obviously, we should talk about the reception of this film, though, as well. Yeah, we have a uh, 54% right now critical reception on 223 reviews, but... I mean, I'm amazed it's that high with critics. 55 Metascore as well. But it does have an 87% audience reception on Rotten Tomatoes right now on 2,500-plus reviews. It's carrying 6.4 on IMDb on 13,000 votes. Uh, it's done well at the box office, question mark, even though my theater was barren. Yes, as was mine. Not many people in my BTX 6 p.m. Thursday night showing. I was surprised by that. Because I figured this was going to be like all the other... F9! F9 was a good crowd. Right. When we went to that. I had like, I think four... I I, I think I saw this at four or five o'clock on whatever day. Thursday, I must have seen it. And I think I had four other people in my theater. That being said, I think the worldwide box office is very strong. It did 252 internationally in its opening weekend to make for a 319 worldwide gross... This is uh, tracking a little bit behind F9, but F9 also it was during COVID times, so the, the legs didn't necessarily translate. Now, Tom Bergerman of IndieWire is saying that, and he's wondering if this is going to be profitable because 
those the the budget is 340 michael and the budget is before marketing the listed budget we actually blew up the vatican i'm sorry to tell everyone (laughs) but the james cameron speculation about how much avatar the way of water had to make probably applies much more to fast x than it did for the way of water this movie needs to do like 1.2 billion world i mean i i mean if you just go to you know three times 340 what is that 1.2 1.02 yeah 1.02 so what's the currency in studios for this is it just being attached to all these movie stars like is that why universal churns this out if it doesn't make a profit because even with something like this like no fast movie is going to do like two billion you know what i mean like it's not going to make such a huge profit that it's a giant money maker for them i wonder if vin diesel kind of just supercharged this thing up and the Universal was so desperate because they had such a rough year that they didn't care about rehiring a director and, and all those changes and all the COVID extra charges. And they didn't care about any of that. You know, they're spending hundreds of millions on Peacock originals. So they're like, what the mm-hmm. hell else is Fast X? This is our this is our baby. Yeah, you know, how we can get somewhat of a profit out of this to maybe balance off all the losses elsewhere. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, this is, I mean, these numbers seem to be. Seem to be in doubt, I would say, because, I mean, maybe the international does around a qu- three quarters of a billion. Maybe it could happen. The, the Fate of the Furious did one billion worldwide, so that would be great. And you you would expect that sixty seven DBO projects as around two twenty five to two seventy five. Again, Fate of the Furious did two twenty six. If you look at the ten May openings that did around. Uh, Fast X, it's anywhere from 225 to 350 in the case of uh, uh, Finding Nemo, or excuse me, Finding Dory. So it could, it could do as well if it has legs like a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It could do as well as 350, you know, I mean, it's something like that. On a slow start like that, though, uh, right. side, that, that'd be that'd be something. I mean, I, I guess probably not. Never You're right. against the family. Who knows? Probably not. So that's that's the question here. Like, how much juice is for the tenth version of this? And I, I'm I'm afraid for Universal right now because if it only does 800 million, that's a big loss for them. And they are setting up. I mean. The budget's not going to get smaller with the next two iterations. Like, you can't... There's some stuff you can't kind of, like, just write off and poo-poo away that you've set up in this movie for at least the next installation of the Fast franchise. They're, the not fast gonna, finale, so. they're not going to blow up less stuff. <laughs> or smaller stuff, are they? They're not going to have less movie stars at $20 million a pop, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so, all right. Well, we could, I think we could do some of the first few segments non-spoilers just based on... You know, stuff that people understand from the trailer. So I wanted to ask the both of us, who's fastest? Yeah. And this is how we started everything. I'm going to mm. say me, myself, shutting my brain off. <laughs> and yes, having a good time. I did enjoy this movie watch, uh, despite how ridiculous it can be. And I, I, I'm, get, I'm hoping you were the same. However, I know there's some diminishing returns and how you yeah. shut your brain off yeah my my uh, who's fastest might be my eyeballs i think it was just an overstimulation at some point because i literally just passed out like in the third act and it wasn't out of boredom i was just like i think it was just too much going Th- this movie as far as what happens my explanation was just going to be things happen 
Like, describe the plot poorly as things happen. There's just so much going on at all times. You're like that kid at the fireworks display who just yeah. goes to sleep. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. FYI, I, I was listening an, to a Bigfoot account. Excuse me. I'm not. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I have to finish my thought here. Of course. Uh, I was listening to one of the Bigfoot <laughs> accounts, and one guy, uh, it, it was ridiculous. He survived this encounter, like of this Bigfoot reaching into his tent, and it might have been telepathy. It might have been whatever. We don't know. However, he fell asleep. Right after that, his his body was so exhausted. So that was you. So maybe Bigfoot had like the, that that Sistine Chapel painting where the guy, the angels touching the hand of man, and he just put him to sleep. Hey, we don't know what's out there. <laughs> we don't know. Um, as an example of things just happening in rapid succession, like my also who's fastest is this the screen time of every character mm. after their overly long superhero esque introduction with the music crescendoing because <laughs> they each get one of those. Is this cats? Remember, we gave cats <laughs> a lot of help because it was just nonstop introductions. But this is like the, you know, hot, you know, the Mario Kart version of cats, though, isn't it? There's a lot of. This character's here now, yes. But how are we mad? Are we mad at this one? Because, again, I mean, it's fun to watch Tyrese be <sighs> introed and get the goofy, terrible jokes and Brie Larson to be little nobody. And, I mean, it's fun. John Cena's introduction makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh-huh. And, like, it just... You, okay, oh, this is the John Cena scene. <laughs> and, look, he's doing the move from the wrestling. Look at that. Like, that's just... These... There's no... There's very little rhyme or reason, I feel like. I remember watching past Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. and they're at least being somewhat of a plot. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. And it was fun that they tried. I don't think this one has a plot. I, under pain of death, (laughs) I could not explain to you why they go on the first mission to Rome. (laughs) Like, I can't spoil it if I wanted to. Right, right. And I don't care. (laughs) Right. That's the other part of it. It's like, you're not in this for the story. (laughs) Like, I want to see a car drive on something that's physically impossible. (laughs) So I, who I wrote down was fastest was Jason Momoa. I thought he was the fastest performance. Like he was manic in this movie. He was. I love this. Like he was the highlight for me. I know you feel differently, but I love seeing uh, that side thing. of him. I I hate watched him, and I okay. I look at he's he changes outfits and every every half a scene it feels like he's changing outfits. Yeah. He's changing like henchmen. He's changing his accent, which is why I made the whole. <laughs> You know, D. Reynolds, Sweet D from It's Always Sunny thing, because his he's supposed to be Brazilian. He's it's it's in the premise that he's like the Brazilian crime lord's son, Reyes' mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. It's in the in the who happens to be a god, right? Uh, he's fastest to change all of his character affectations without changing his facial expressions. That's the like. Hmm. This is like meathead Joker. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is meathead Joker. Absolutely, and that's why I like. Like I for for a guy who's always been like Drago and Aquaman and like overly serious. I'm just gonna masculine Conan and yeah. yeah. Like he's just he's a flamboyant douchebag. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he was fun to watch, and he's making me laugh out loud 
for two hours and 20 minutes, yeah. Jason Momoa. So yeah. I agree with that. Uh, behind the camera, I did say uh, Universal was fast as Vin Diesel for a final trilogy. However, I'm I'm suspicious of that, Michael, because I'm wondering if Vin Diesel was fastest to posture yeah. and ergo pressure Universal Studios into that trilogy announcement. How I mean, how could they do that if this movie's a money loser, a big money loser? I mean, it probably won't be though. It's going to make a billion dollars worldwide, and it'll be fine. What do you do? You project? What's the over under? We have a hard time projecting box on the box office. office. What's the over under on the worldwide box office? Let's say it does two twenty five stateside. Oh God, nine nine fifty. Mm-hmm. Three I would, to one. I, I mean, you're going to get seventy five percent of your is going to come internationally. Yeah, I mean, it is a spectacle. VFX. Yeah, nine hundred. I guess nine fifty. I wonder if I would still go over. To be honest, you could be right. I mean, they're going to need every international dollar they can get for this. Anyway, Vin Diesel is the fastest to rewrite a script, apparently, because he wrote this on the private plane to the set when they're recording the finale. Which checks out. The WGA should base their argument, their entire argument, on that fact. Even though, I gotta say, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I was going to say, I think studio should base their... Maybe studio. <laughs> you know, both sides. I want both sides. Literally, I want a, I want a, I want a courtroom drama set in the future, <laughs> made 50 years from now. Uh, yes. Excuse me. Set in this current times. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel at the nexus of the WGA versus... Being used as a star witness for both sides. The AMTCP or whatever the hell they're called. Well, I was thinking, like, this this franchise has had moments where there's been reasons for the box office explosion in its past. Mm-hmm. And that's made Vin Diesel incredibly fortuitous. I mean, he's been the benefit, benefactor as the head of this franchise because, I mean, it's been a 20-year franchise. It's made billions upon billions of dollars. What is Vin Diesel doing if this doesn't take off? <laughs> Because he's not a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) But what does he need to do? Does he need to do anything? Like, what are they paying him for each one of these? It's got to be ridiculous. It has to be absurd. I bet you he's going to come out of this just fine, never having to work again. Never mind the fact that, you know, one time he goes to Marvel Studios in Atlanta you could just send them a, an MP3 like we do after a podcast and just, with I Am Groot said 14 different ways. Here's $5 million. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Absolutely. Because his voice, I mean, how many cigars has he been smoking to where now he is just cookie monster? That's, that's got to be acting for him, though, right? Like, he's, that's not his voice. Because I feel like every time I watch Vin Diesel on a talk show or something, he's always, like, more Gregorious and, like, jovial and higher-pitched and stuff. So I feel like he's the, the Dom Toretto is always down here. I, it's, I, may, I remember when I was smoking cigars, I could go there. I can't. I can no longer go there. Thank God. It's probably because my larynx larynx is functioning again. It has to be. He has to. He has to be a smoker. No, as as buff as he is, his the, the greatest thespian of our times. I think because who has gotten to that uh, to that note? I, I, again, I'm not a music guy, but who Sam is, Elliott. Sam Elliott, but yeah, but that's tobacco. 
<laughs> you smoke cool. Um, who else? Uh, my great aunt Anne. When I would go to the family pool party, she'd be like, "Hi, Michael." <laughs> but she smoked since she was seven years old. Two packs a day. That's the list. That's what she did. Those two people could get that low, and Vin Diesel apparently. Ma. <laughs> Anyway, who's most furious? <laughs> I have Ludacris. He was he was very angry this entire film. He's, yes. He's sick of Tyrese's BS. Uh, and Tyrese, I mean, look, Tyrese and, and Ludacris, they're terrible teammates. to be, be. But but this is nothing new. I mean, they've always argued like a married couple. It's just the stanky face on Ludacris this entire film, Michael. And why why does Tyrese just, like, want to lead all of it? Like, he's never, he's, well, I don't, what? Why do you want to be the leader? Aren't you like Dom's right hand man? Isn't that your whole thing? Didn't you make a career about that? Wasn't I mean who replaced Dom and Too Fast Too Furious? It was Tyrese. So maybe this That's is going true, all man. the way back. All right. You're telling me this has this series is relying on canon? Forget Hobbs versus Dom. <laughs> the real rivalry is between those two. Uh, you also have the editors are most furious. I I question whether this movie had editors. It was just Vin Diesel, like, caffeinated. Or or it had one editor who just learned how to control T and cut everything. (laughs) It was, I mean, Dylan Highsmith, Kelly Matsumoto, really good work in previous films. I think we have really enjoyed a lot of the big set pieces. But I'm I'm watching the editing of this movie, and I am, like, very angry. And a lot of the action movie criticisms I've had for the action movies of this past spring that have been done well and done wrong. But a lot of the the done wrong criticisms, it's because they're stuck in the tight shots. There's too many cuts. There's not a lot of practical stunt work. When you do go wide, it's for some green screen, slow motion nonsense. And this movie made all of those rookie mistakes, and I was very surprised. So as fun and as ridiculous as the setups are, and I do. I think there's some inspired nonsense in here that I really loved. And we saw it all in the trailer. We were rejoicing over all of it in the trailer. And it still kind of sort of works. But it's the, the action sequences in this movie are not good. The uh, WWE catches a lot of shit because they do too many cuts. And they, like, wiggle the camera on impact of a slam and stuff. And it's, like, become a little cartoonish. And it's, like you know, begging you to have a seizure. Mm. It's kind of the same idea in this. It's just like, can we slow it down? Can, can I understand that somebody's, like, drop-kicking somebody from 25 feet away to before you have to cut me and, and show me that person's, like, flying and doing a 360 somersault to their opposite side when they're on impact? Look, I injured myself. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I injured myself by, instead of sleeping on one pillow i slept on two <laughs> yeah right. by accident i fell right. asleep after watching three episodes of bridgerton so my neck i couldn't lift my chin <laughs> off my chest i couldn't lift my chin off my chest because i like pulled a muscle in my back and apparently if you're lifting wrong or whatever i've been lifting i've been trying to work out etc and uh you would think i'd have a cool a story about how I hurt myself. No, I, I watched three episodes of Queen Charlotte and I got <laughs> injured. So I don't blame all of these 40 something, 50 something year old right. 
stars for not wanting to do the practical effects, but you got to work the stunt work in, don't you? I mean, Justin Lin was really good at this. And I un- guess unfortunately other- he's out. Yeah, the, the the bright side of that is that when this as this franchise keeps going on is that it'll keep stunt workers employed for sure. So that's a highlight. I'm rooting for that because the best yeah. shots in this were like the obvious CG shots. And we can rate the ridiculousness for another minute here before we go into spoilers because the Dodge Charger. No, just the Dodge Charger tires. Indestructible. Like he's driving, <laughs> he's driving through 3,000-year-old stone walls in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. He's dropped hundreds of feet from a plane onto other cars that he crushes. SUVs, like, you know, goons, you know, government goon SUVs crushes them. And then he's able to, like, get traction off of these smashed cars to drive away from the fireballs. He's, he's a, he's, dri- we've seen it in the trailer. He's driving off the Hoover Dam like an Olympic ski, ski jumper and <laughs> sticking the landing with those tires. Meanwhile, I drive over a pebble on a cold day and I blow out mine. <laughs> Three hundred dollars yeah, later, they should do this. They should do this movie with like a Kia Optima because mine just like I literally two weeks ago had every light on my dashboard go on and start blinking all at once, and I had no idea what was wrong. But that's and because that was just from driving on a road. You drove. You drove a little too fast down the hill. Yeah, you went a little too fast down the hill. You're not supposed to go that fast down the hill. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I agree. <laughs> also, Hundreds why are of people, dollars later. Like, in this world in which these things have been going on for the better part of three decades now, these giant heists with the same crew and this ultra tech, and the, it's apparently just a meeting of, like, seven gods who are indestructible who have become this family. <laughs> why are people still signing up to be henchmen? <laughs> Nobody dies except the henchmen. And they die immediately. immediately. Like, if you see Dom or one of the family members within your, like, periphery, you are a dead person. At least, like, in Star Wars, they said, oh, well, those are clones. And we just cloned <laughs> right. people. Right. And no, we, they're slaves. They made a point in this movie to be like, these are men with families. Right. It's a, they're either slaves or they're clones. But, yeah, apparently they, they got really good 401k plans. They have to have the greatest health insurance. <laughs> the greatest. Unbelievable. Uh, I guess uh, I guess we don't give we don't give Charlize Theron's character enough credit for being (laughs) such an advocate, great employee package, so receptive to unions. And wow, she may want to take over the world. I wish Cipher was in charge. Yeah, I mean, a movie studio. Her donation matching is unparalleled. (laughs) It's time to spoil the the hell out of this. Let's do it. Spoilers ahead. This is the great Dom Toretto. If you never would have gotten behind that wheel, I'd never be the man I am today. And now, I am the man that's going to break your family. Piece by piece. A spoiler warning. All right, we're going to do all spoilers from this point out with these segments of the Fast X Review brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Yeah, sure, it's an Oscars review. Why not? Uh, Rate the ridiculousness, Michael. All right, the spoiler version of Rate the Ridiculousness. On a positive note, I do feel like Vin Diesel is paying homage to some of the quintessential get-out-of-Jeopardy action movie scenes throughout history. 
Like, how do you get rid of a bomb? Well, we learned how do you get rid of a bomb by Adam West's Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. Just throw it in at least 10 feet of, of water, <laughs> yep. 10 square feet of water. Good call. So that was good because we have the, the nuclear bomb in the Vatican just pushed into a very small river, the Tiber. But this is like not the Mississippi where it's, you know, 100 feet wide. This is like 20 feet. It's a feet. moat, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like he wrote that scene after a night of playing pinball. <laughs> right because he is just i mean it's like or a night of playing billiards right i can't do his voice anymore that's it i i had uh i had a few i had a few uh, no i can't get there d reynolds eat your heart out but he i he is able to use his car to bump into another car to bump into a bomb and get it in the water like no other and i give him credit for that it, he, it's not only the tires are indestructible. Every vehicle that houses Dom is made of just like this. What's the what's the Black Panther stuff? Yeah, vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, <laughs> he's death proof. It's like the Kurt Russell completely. Yeah, death proof modif- modifications here, and I guess that's the whole point. Like it, these are for the mods, but it's gone from, I mean, form over function. Now it's gone, or it's it's gone for function too far in that direction as we as we learned from air uh which is uh which is i don't know it's probably not the best uh best path for it uh, another uh another way that uh, they honored action scenes of the past like how do you avoid the bad guys when you're cornered again mm-hmm. how do you get out of jeopardy well butch and sundance jumped off the you know into the waterfall arnold yep. and predator harrison ford literally in the fugitive doing the same thing in this movie thelma and louise yeah mr incredible apocalypto thelma and louise sans waterfall look we have this in every action movie in the history of time and of course you know vin diesel's just gonna drive off the hoover dam with his son <laughs> in the passenger seat <laughs> The whole again from what I saw about the third act, it's about getting this the kid out of trouble, right? And so Vin Diesel finally gets his kid, his son, in his passenger seat, and then does the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. Like he's he's avoided death to get this kid, and like okay, you're with me now. You're fine. You're okay. I yeah. saved you. Great. We're gonna fucking ski jump off Hoover <laughs> Dam as it explodes behind us. This kid. They're gambling with his life because even before that, John Cena's like, we got to lose their trail. And they're on the 747. He's like, all right, we're going <laughs> to plane. We're going to use this tin can that actually will not work at this altitude. <laughs> but if I pour this, you know, uh, fifth of vodka in there, might maybe it'll work. Right. These three travel snips. <laughs> nips. <laughs> That's enough fuel to get this plane that I, I got onto this this jet under the guise of it being a kayak. Right. <laughs> That's uh, how they're, small it is. They're not going to check that through security. Mm-hmm. No, not they'll, never exactly, they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it coming. We're going to fall out of Everything a plane. Everything having to do with John Cena is, like, he is the most ridiculous part of this movie. And he, unnecessary, I would argue. He was the most stanky-faced bad guy. Yes! In the history <laughs> like of serious stanky. bad guy. I know this is where we're going, how, like, every bad guy becomes a good guy. But at least, like... 
Charlize Theron is still like looking at you with her devil eyes. And there's still understated. Yes, right. There's Statham's there's, still an ass kicker. You there's know, like, sexy dialogue between <laughs> Jason Statham and everybody else in the in the in the previous movies to where okay, we we recognize that you're clever, witty. Right, uh, uh, comebacks. Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, even like evil Letty Ortiz. Uh, I mean, right. it goes back. The Rock, but John, the John Go- Cena. John Cena goes from Thanos to a Muppet in this movie. <laughs> John Cena is the most jo- He is Father Christmas. He is Barney the Dinosaur. It is absurd. He is like high fiving his nephew. He can't stop high fiving his nephew. <laughs> He's got the biggest smile on his face this whole movie. After the last movie, it was hilariously droll. <laughs> it's, 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 it's insane. It is insane. He's like not even playing the same guy. But this is sequelitis if we ever saw it. Like, I mean, o- almost all of the and I mentioned I just mentioned them. Almost all of the villains, or at least or the number twos when it wasn't a number one, have become have become part of the family. John Cena, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Letty Ortiz when she was evil. She was Owen Shaw's number two in yep. Fast 6. The Rock in Fast 5. Gal Gadot was Braga's number two in four. And then Vin Diesel himself was was the bad guy against Brian in one. I mean, I can't remember Tokyo Drift. I don't think Han was working for the bad guys, right? But it didn't matter. We didn't, we didn't, didn't get those characters. Didn't he work for the Yakuza? Did, was Han working for the Yakuza? And then, I can't remember. I thought so. And then they retconned it, and that's where Statham came in, I thought. Yeah, you're, remember, you're really remember. messed up. That was much later. But then two... Well, no, the, uh, they, when they introduced Statham, they, like, flashed back and rewrote what happened in Tokyo Drift. Um. You don't remember that? <laughs> like, Statham was the guy who crashed into Han in Tokyo. No, that was the big that. reveal when they brought it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Far uh, <but> <laughs> for me to bring some <laughs> some semblance of story into this. Well, that... that oh, proves my point even further, because that Han was part of the... Uh, anyway, th- this is the formula. All of the bad guys are going to become part of the family. Yes. So why wouldn't Jason Momoa become part of the family in Fast 12? Well, that raises the question, right? Like, who is go- who are we, when we bring Jason Momoa into the family, who's the bad guy that we're actually going to fight for this finale? <laughs> right. Because Momoa's coming in, right? You're not going to kill an A-list movie star like Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the villains thus far. Right. He's going to have to be part of this family, and he's going to have to stay. So who are we actually fighting here? All right. So let's put a pin in that. We're, we're going right. to get there. Uh, the, the other rate the ridiculous thing is that almost all of the people who have crashed and blown up in this series are now back. Letty crashed and blew up in four. Yep. She's back in six. No memory, but fine. Han crashed and blew up by Jason Statham. They retconned it. Now, yeah. Gal Gadot. I mean, did didn't she fly off into like backwards <laughs> off of a moving plane about uh-huh. li- lifting off into yeah. an explosion? Landed safely in the cockpit of a submarine in Antarctica, and, and then there she is. just <laughs> just never like texted Han. I'm okay. Number one, how did Han not like you know just walk the and find a body? Like how did? <laughs> <laughs> because there are no bodies with these. What I, this is exactly what I told you. This this world that Fast has built, mm-hmm. it's it's twelve to fifteen gods that happen to all find each other and are indestructible, just doing what they want to do. And human lives mean nothing to them. So, these people can't be killed. 
John Cena crashing and blowing up. Jacob with a K, as Garrett said, for killer. <laughs> Garrett Bernard. Shout out to him, by the way. I hope we not mentioned his name until now. That was a great F9 review. Go back and yeah, listen to it. I was listening to it. I have having a blast. But Jacob with a K, he crashed and blew up. There's no way he's dead, right? I mean. Listen. I, I missed the John Cena death scene, first you, of all. You, I, the, you I failed. You fell asleep. <laughs> now. I don't care what happened to John Cena. If you're telling me The Rock is coming back, which was the the mid credit scene, yeah. and The Rock's going to be part of this, <laughs> he, he agreed, and there was a whole thing in the whole write-up in the Hollywood Reporter about how the director, Louis Leterrier, uh, brokered a piece to have The Rock come back. You are not robbing the fans of The Rock and John Cena fighting on screen for the first time ever. You have to do that. I don't care how much you, we could have seen his body, seen his body literally combust like he was in an Evil Dead movie. I don't give a shit. He was in a cannon car, Mike. <laughs> so you missed this. They had a car that fired, that had cannons strapped to it, that fired cannons at people, but they jammed. So the little kid <laughs> had to unjam it, and that's when he got nabbed by Jason Momoa. Anyway, John Cena. Along with all, like there, there, there must have been fifty missiles on the car. <laughs> he drove into three bad guy henchmen cars. Like, I mean, are the three bad guy henchmen cars really gonna threaten Dom all that much? No, <laughs> but he he sacrificed himself heroically to kill three henchmen. Great job! <laughs> and he blew henchmen. up in a cannon car. He's fine. <laughs> All right, but the part you did wake up for, the Hoover Dam, mm. before the Hoover Dam set up, apparently our, our four fan-favorite characters, Ludacris, Tyrese, Natalie Emanuel's Ramsey, Miss and D from uh, Game of Thrones, and Han, all blew up in one giant cr- plane crash, orchestrated yeah. by turncoat Jack Reacher. <laughs> all right, listen... <laughs> There's a couple things I want to say about this. First of all, you're going to bring back Gal Gadot, but you're going to not have her meet with Han? Shut up. Um, (laughs) Han's not dead. Second of all, Jack Reacher, that guy, Mm -hmm. I mean, how many steroids can one man do? (laughs) That's the largest human being I've ever seen. He's big. He he made Brock Lesnar look small. Yeah. uh, They haven't skimped. At the, <laughs> on the uh, on the on the shots to the butt. I mean, he looks like he's been eating rock soup. <laughs> the guy's a fucking giant. Yeah, he's uh, he's working out. <laughs> he's working out. Uh, but he's working out with a uh, you know a modified diet. Let's just say. <laughs> All right. So who did they add? Like, who is the who is the fast twelve angry men bad guy? Who is it? Yeah, that's the question, right? Like, who can they... And it's, I mean, if... I Okay, I guess, in all seriousness, do you think Momoa stays as the big bad until the end of this? If they just make one last movie, he will, because they won't figure out who to do in time. I agree with that. However, I I want to say it's Keanu Reeves. Oh, that'd be <laughs> it, awesome. It should just be Keanu Reeves. That'd like, be awesome. Uh, they've been they've been rumoring him as the bad guy for so long. I originally wrote down Roman Reigns, and then I was like, wait, he was the Rock's brother. Yeah, he was already Shaw. in this. Yeah, but uh, Batista is an obvious one. All right, Batista is he doing this series? Like, is he buddies with any of those guys? Do you know any? Do you have any scuttlebutt on that? 
I don't think he's like, well, I mean, who knows, first of all, because The Rock and Cena legitimately didn't like each other, and now they're like actually good buddies. Um, so these things come and go on a whim. But I don't think Batista is, for, is like good, good friends with any of them. But if you believe what he said, he wants to get away from like the action genre. He actually wants to just start doing like drama stuff. But mm-hmm. again, if there was ever a franchise in which he can actually like flex his acting muscles and you can have Cena and Rock go against Batista or Cena, Rock and Momoa and Aquaman go against like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Right. So if if the whole acting career doesn't work out for you there, Dave. <laughs> you can come back and be the big bad reveal behind everything in Fast 13 or 12 or whatever. So what is Furious Baker's Dozen? Like, is it Jurassic Furious, Jurassic Park 7, and the Fast and the Furious 13? Like, what are they going to do? I don't know. We have know. to go to space. We have to go to space. We have to go to space. People have been waiting for this franchise to go to space now for, like, six years. They did go to space. Like, Tyrese and Ludacris did go right, to space. Right, right. But, but you I, want I them mean, on I, a moon I, base. You want moon no, I need. I need a car race in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to the future. All right, so we kind of stepped on our next segment, described the plot poorly. I'm looking at... I mean, there's more stuff to get into here. I guess... I guess. All right, let me... We can yada yada the stuff that we've already done, but... Let's kind of go start to finish here, kind of hit on what we missed. The movie starts off with a flashback to Furious, no, excuse me, Fast Five, where they're going against Reyes, and Dom and Brian get the safe of all of this crime lord's money and take it out of, like, the Rio police headquarters because the, the mob owns the police there. And Jason Momoa's character slowly walks out and watches them take the safe, which in, in, in what is literally a chase scene that comes down to the split second, he slowly walks out like Michael Myers, yeah. looms over them taking and stealing the, the, the safe and stares at it. And then even in a funnier redux of this, we watch Jack Reacher, John Rithchen, Rithchen, Rithchen. <laughs> we watch him walk out and just take it. Take, take your time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why Papa died. You, you almost <laughs> saved him. It took like you barely got knocked off the bridge. And apparently Aquaman can't swim this is before he could swim. <laughs> Well, well no, he was fine. He was alive. He woke up. He must okay. have swam to safety. <laughs> like, what are they? Do- uh, anyway, I can't. But it's funny. And it was actually fun to rewatch that scene because Dom and Brian really do a nice job with that, uh, you know, that safe killing every cop. In yeah. Brazil. Using it as like a ball and chain on the road there. That was fun. Is Brian dead? No, Brian is, you know, he lives on a farm now. With all our... <laughs> like every do- family dog? With every family dog who's ever been sent to live on a farm. He's babysitting... Well, actually, he's babysitting nobody in this movie. They they had him and uh, his his wife's character. Excuse me. Uh, I forget her name. Oh, no. Jordana Brewster, isn't that her name? Jordana Brewster, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she was in at least one Mia. scene. Yeah, she was in exactly one. The John Cena introductory press conference scene. <laughs> uh, like Scott Eastwood just crashed the barbecue 
you know, where apparently Rita Moreno. So, yeah, if Brian's not dead, if Brian's just on a farm somewhere, which I can't believe is the explanation they gave, that's hard. No, I'd say he's not. I'd just oh, okay. But he's not showing up when the team needs a most. Right. I mean, so he, you would but think- he, what is Rita Moreno consoling Dom about in the garage? Right. It's it's a it's a sacred cow right now. Dom uh, or Brian not showing up because of course he can't. But they talked about his brother being involved and them doing the, you know the the de aging stuff or the 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 VFX. They're probably saving that for for the last movie where he's at the barbecue, right? I'm sure. Sure, or he comes to save them, right? Right. He'll do something, and and that'll be a great homage, and that'll be a great moment, and that'll be what they're marketed, and that'll be another way that this franchise once again is fine. They make money. That's that's fine, and that the the fans deserve that too, and and Paul Walker deserves that, and Vin Diesel deserves that. Everyone deserves that. Yeah, maybe. Why Rita, is Rita maybe Moreno? Him, maybe him and Rita Moreno will be in the same scene. Is what I'm saying. But why is Rita Moreno consoling Dom in the garage in the beginning? Because apparently she's his great. Like she couldn't even. Is it? Didn't they say great grandmother? Just no. It was. Uh, it's the. Grandma. It's Dom's kids' great grandmother. So it would be. Oh, okay. Dom's, Dom's grandma. grandma. Yeah. You can't even say mom. Vin Diesel, <laughs> how young do you think you are? <laughs> Like what the hell, man? She looks good. She looks like she's seventy. Yeah, she, does. she does. What the hell? She looks like sixty-seven, seventy. You could say she's your mom. I'm still only twenty-three. <laughs> we know you're fifty, man. Right? Franchise has been going on for twenty-three goddamn years. It predates nine eleven. You gotta call her your grandmother. Oh my god. Anyway, Rita Moreno hugs him. Before Aquaman tricks Tyrese, Luda, and Han with this fake mission, like how right. they got tricked is not explained. We have no idea. Uh, we we went over the the billiards in Rome, the pinball mm-hmm. game. Like Letty is captured and taken to that black site in Antarctica by Hydra or the High Table or okay. Spectre wait, or Cobra. But wait, or... but wait, but wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Brie Larson wants to be Dom's guardian angel. And says, I, and she's no Mr. Nobody's she, daughter. She's little nobody, right? Right. She says, I can grant you three wishes, essentially, because all of a sudden this is a Disney movie. <laughs> and Dom, like, one of the wishes, like, I want Letty to get out of this black site, which is also the heading we got for all these cities that we're in. It's like big font on the screen London, uh, Rio de Janeiro. And then when we get to the black site, it says location unknown. <laughs> Hilarious. But anyway. So Brie Larson's plan to get Michelle Rodriguez to get Letty out is to act like Letty attacked her. Is the black site not in Antarctica? Like, does does it look like Letty attacked Brie Larson, and so then they shipped her to Antarctica? And if that's the case, what's the point of the black site? And if or if it's not different locations, and if it's all the same place, what the hell was Brie Larson's plan? Her plan was clearly to have Wonder Woman show up in the nuclear submarine and pick him up. <laughs> A mile away. That was your plan? I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. It has to be. No, but that's be. what Charlize Theron's plan. She says that was Charlize's plan. What? Oh. Brie Larson does nothing in this movie. This is like the basketball. Oh. Oh. The guy who's just... I want you to play ball with me. You want us to play for Dallas? Huh? Huh? <laughs> so, th- yeah, that was... What a nonsense... brain (laughs) screw that so letty is captured take and then like when they're about to escape she has to fight 
she has to fight Charlize Theron. Why again? Like, why do they hate? I mean, I get it. She was the bad guy two movies ago. Two movies ago. Yeah. And she did some heinous shit. Which well, she killed doesn't... Hobbs's partner, right? Yeah. But don't worry. Like, hey, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty doesn't want to fight her when Charlize is in a weakened state in Letty's living room with nobody else around and no stakes at the time, as happens at the beginning of this movie. Right. She waits until they're in the black site with a four-minute window between the <laughs> elevator opening. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's a good fight, though. One, Probably the best yeah, was, fight in the yeah, movie. It was, it was a good fight. It's a good fight. <laughs> this franchise is fucking bulletproof, man. <laughs> Nothing matters. It's oh, it was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. I like, I like how the fight. with one finger she's able to, you know, basically anesthetize everybody... <laughs> And apparently only, yes. like, 12 guys in a lab coat yeah. work there. Yeah. Everybody like, on the outside. Like, Cypher wakes up on the table in this black site, just goes do-do-do-do-do on a control panel that happens to be within arm's reach, which is why would the control panel be there if their arms are tied down? Why would the control panel be there at all? Right. right. Like, why? what is the point of the arm restraints Put if your hand is right wall. next? Put it right. right. It makes no sense. And then she just goes do 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 do, and then poison gas is released. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so Vin Diesel, and I love how Vin Diesel is like at this like underground biker bar speakeasy <laughs> in in Rome, just hanging out. That's my favorite, and he's just sitting there drinking. Was he drinking a Corona or tequila? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But I, I mean, Corona. talking about homages, it reminded me of the Logan introduction. Oh yeah, was. that's good. Uh, he so meanwhile Tyrese Luda Han and, and Miss Sandy they escape Rome via like a uh, shipping container shipping container thank you and they find their way to some Pete Davidson run black web dark web because of course Pete Davidson had to be in this storefront movie. dark web storefront did you know they had those yep brick and mortar dark webs are us. <laughs> and he turns them in immediately after many jokes that don't work. That's the other thing. Everybody's a turncoat except for the family. <laughs> like, how about you only rely on the people you know you can fucking rely on? Mm-hmm. So, but there you have Tyrese and, and, and Ludacris fighting. Uh, J- then apparently they find Jason Statham where it's like this long-awaited showdown between Han and Jace and and Shaw, yeah. Which is a is not a good fight. Well, it doesn't last long because the what what do they call? They don't call them the FBI. The agency. The agency, the agency is onto them. Um, this is another one of those things where like, okay, we spend this entire movie globe hopping. Literally, we're going city to city on all these different continents, and people are just there. Like, the Vatican thing happens, and for no reason, Helen Mirren is just there. The thing happens with Han and, and Tyrese and Ludacris, and they are where they are, and they just happen to be within walking distance of Jason Statham's hideout. Like, <laughs> people are just conveniently where they need to be in this plot. Yeah, Dom is in Rome, and then he's in Rio. Yeah, yeah, where, for no reason, Jason Momoa happens to be <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Like, people are just exactly in these international cities where they need to be for plot purposes. Uh, so, I want to save the Rio stuff for a second, but uh, Aquaman's lair. So, look at I mean, 
Jason Momoa's, you know, bad quality. He's talking to like corpses. You remember that? That was funny. I like that. Do you like that? All right. So uh, th- this is where you fell asleep, I guess. But uh, it's a race to steal baby Dom, and you know, Dom realizes that he's. You know, uh, uh, Jason Momoa is not there and he's got the God's eye and he's going to find the baby Dom and John Cena with the cannon car. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going into the the race, but so then it's then it's all, I guess, you know, makes sense that they're trying to save the kid for the rest of the movie. Right. For the last 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We have no plot for two and a half hours, and then the last 15 minutes, the kid is in peril. Meanwhile, John Cena's got the kid by, like, an ankle. The kid's hanging out of the car. <laughs> Go fix the cannon. Hey, can you, can you hardwire these high explosives for Uncle, <laughs> Uncle John John? And then we'll talk about how I'm not Mark Wahlberg in another in-joke. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, highest unintentional comedy. I think we've hit this. But I do did – I, did I hit all of this? It's amazing that there's still – like, we've turned into bad guys in this movie. Like we I don't love care. It. I don't care either. <laughs> we've, we've turned into trolls. We can't help it. It's, but it's not – I don't think it is. I, honest to God, and I know, I know this was something you were worried about. I think this is part of the joy of this franchise. And mm-hmm. I think they're le- – I mean, they leaned into this eight movies ago. But, like – it's just absurd, and they know they're bulletproof at this point, and they're leaning so hard into it. They don't get the plot could not matter possibly less in any other movie than it does in a Fast and Furious movie because you're not there for the story. You don't give a shit. The kid's gonna be safe. No major characters are ever gonna really die. Nothing bad is ever gonna actually happen except to the cities and the henchmen. <laughs> you're right. The henchmen are dead. Uh, you know. You know who else is dead? Like lifelong loyal best friends of Vin Diesel when he goes to Rio, like with that street race. This is, I need to cover this. Like you have Jason Momoa's character saying, saying this is a Sophie's choice. Who do yeah. you save, Dom? You can't save them both. And with one grunt, <clears throat> one grunt, of course. He immediately saves his ex girlfriend's hot sister. Like, yes. <laughs> who, like he, who, by the way, just he has met. absolutely no relationship with. <laughs> he just met her. She's a beautiful he girl. Lets, he lets his friend, who was willing to step up to Jason Momoa moments earlier, get we, in his face and point a gun at him. We still his got lifelong your back, best Dom. friend. <laughs> you can become long. cat food. <laughs> He's, he's 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 given the choice to save either one of them, <laughs> and he does this elaborate, you know, again, car as a billiards ball mm-hmm. to save her to flick the freaking bomb off her car immediately. Yeah, after one grunt. <laughs> it's also not much of a choice because it doesn't doesn't Momoa like blow the friend's car up pretty quickly? He's like, <laughs> you have a choice, Dom, and then he flicks a switch, and the guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, seriously, what's the highlight for us? Uh, highlights of this movie? Like, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed the Rio street racing setup, the montage before the street racing of the parties <laughs> of the, of Rio de Janeiro, which I need to go to now. Yeah, 
I never wanted to travel to a place more from a movie <laughs> in my life. It was just gorgeous. I mean, the night, yeah. I, I'm not a big nightlife guy, but now I have to be in Rio de Janeiro. I have to go there once. Yeah, Perfection. It, it, it looks spectacular. There were some, some, some high quality moments of showing off like the best stuff. Like you get that with the Vatican too in Rome. I don't know where they shot that. I doubt they were actually on location at any point, but it looked pretty enough and it looked real enough. The highlight for me, I, like I would take, a full movie of Jason Momoa's character in a more serious, like, backdrop. I really was intrigued by his charisma and his charm, and he's just letting his hair down, so to speak. He's definitely letting his hair down. <laughs> you, just, you were just not a fan of his. He's doing unfunny shtick for half of the movie. So that's... I'm always... I always have issues with uh, comedians who are, you know, batting 500 mm-hmm. with their jokes. So, But the some of the jokes work, so... But he's also not a comedian. Like, aren't you impressed by? Like, I was. I think the whole reason I'm impressed by is that I've never seen that side of Jason Momoa. You don't say he's not a comedian, (laughs) do you? (laughs) We spent spend the majority of this episode talking shit about two of the most giant, three of the most giant human beings, and Alan Richardson, John Cena, and Jason Momoa. I mean, he's into sand. He's doing a mid. 90s impersonation of Robin Williams, uh, you know, in this movie. It's just like not working, but eh, some of it's so goofy it's funny. I give him credit. I don't know. But I, people, for everybody to praise Jason Momoa in this movie, I don't get it necessarily. i still having some fun with his character, so I'm with it. However, like the point of this segment for me and the point of this whole movie for me is if. Fast 11 or 12 is not entirely about the street racing. I'm going to be upset. Like, that should just be three hours of party montage and Mario Kart. It was, the street race, I mean, it's a necessary part because that's where this franchise all started from, lest we forget. I don't want an anecdote, though. I want the la- Maybe that's how they take the budget down. It's just street racing. <laughs> they just movie. film street races. <laughs> yeah, they could tr- film some real ones. Well, I don't care. Oh, I just want Fast X 2, which is idiot for 12. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if they just blow the whole thing off and they bring like they do they literally the big bad is Thanos. <laughs> they, they Well, that's what I'm saying like Jurassic Furious. Like yeah. what if uh, it's just an amalgamation of every big bad guy from every movie. It's a T-Rex head with Thanos' armor. Grew? I don't... Like, who's universal? Who are the universal properties nowadays? <laughs> you know? The big bad guy is Grew. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. What a movie. Yeah, I mean, we kind of yada yada these last... I mean, look, License to Bill is probably the last segment we can hit here, Mike. Yeah. And, and yeah. in previous iterations of this, we would rejoice over, like, the fun little items, right? And we would add right. big big items to it. But, like, Pete Davidson's computers and right. his dark web We'd actually fun. have try to have a running list, a running bill, to be, but, like, an estimation. However... <laughs> The number of huge things that they blew up in this movie. Right. Yeah. Vatican like, City. The Vatican, as a start, the Vatican, <laughs> along with most of downtown Rome, so like only 20 to 30 centuries worth of <laughs> irreplaceable art, architecture, and infrastructure, <laughs> gone. <laughs> the Toretto home, 
which you know, family family history, a lot of values. That Antarctica black site looks like it costs a pretty penny. The entire black site that was so so high tech, so nondescript, and so well hidden that even the voiceless narrator telling us which city we were in didn't know where it was located. And the Hoover Dam. Right, the Hoover <laughs> the, Dam, of course. The Hoover Dam is gone. <laughs> the entire Hoover. Which is going to cause some major flooding issues in Nevada, I would think. I would think. <laughs> no, I, uh, I guess we turned into trolls on uh, this franchise. However, we could turn good again because we, uh, everybody does. Yeah, we're, we're a barbecue away, despite what Brie Larson right. thinks. Uh, from being good guys, I, I I love this stuff. I really do. Like, it's just absurd. It is. It it's the American. It's Americana. It's it's the legacy of us as a nation. We can all still come together at the movie theaters, even though, uh, like we said with the box office, this one seems to not be doing as well as others. I mean, maybe there is. We're just past the point of family. I don't know. I wonder if the Rock's involvement is going to bring people in the movie theaters. Memorial Day weekend could be helpful. Like it, it could. Maybe it doesn't Absolutely. drop all that much because, you know, you, they got that fourth day. You never know. Absolutely. So uh, we will be keeping our eyes on that. But uh, most importantly, as always, what matters most to us, dear listener, your thoughts. Have you seen this movie? Did you take it all in? Were you so overstimulated that you passed out for about 20 minutes towards the end there? <laughs> Let us know. Did that. I, it was really, it was only like 10 minutes because I remember. I remember little Dom having to climb up to Uncle John's car to, to finagle with the explosives. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see the uh, <laughs> him <laughs> sacrificing himself to take out three henchmen who are mm-hmm. like as disposable in this movie as the fry you lose within the crevice of your seat when you're in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I was saying, dear listener, I want to know your thoughts about this movie and about anything else we do here in the MMO Empire. As always, you can leave your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We're available wherever you do hear podcasts. If you listen to us on either the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Uh, Michael, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming, which means talking about Oscars and, I will say, other award-winning movies, not just Fast X, correct? Yeah, Cannes is going to pick their Palme d'Or. Two episodes from now, we will otherwise devote the entirety of our next episode to doing our job, uh, reviewing the reviewers, timing the applause timers, and comparing them with the, the history of a of standing ovations at the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, we do have we do have uh, some words of wisdom for you guys today. Go back and listen to our two Mike two Furious playlist on our SoundCloud account. A lot of fun. I mean, I think we were. <laughs> I think we were more pop. I mean, I don't know. I, it's I all said out of love. I'm not wor- like yeah. I don't feel like I'm being too negative, other than worrying about. The amount of steroids that are on the set. (laughs) Garrick Bernard of the Try Guys fame of Solar Opposites in terms of their writing writers room of uh, the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Guilty Pleasures, the podcast with uh, Zach Cornfield and Kelsey Dara, who and they're still going strong. I'm sure they're going to do a Fast X episode coming up. They just put out a Fifty Shades of Grey episode, and you know, words of wisdom go uh, (laughs) Fifty Shades of 
Fifty Shades Freed is James Bond for horny people. That's their last episode <laughs> title. <laughs> the Hannah Montana movie is cinema. <laughs> Snakes on a plane defined a generation. Those are just their last three. So go back and listen to Garrick's work. Uh, we'll have to get him back on the show yeah, at some we do. point. He was he was a blast to talk to. And I, like I said, I just re-listened to the F9 episode yesterday. It was a joy, as was this entire series. Uh, it was not a joy to uh, avoid uh, to, to miss recording, so hopefully we'll get back into the saddle much more. And we got stuff to do. I mean, we got two episodes on Can. We'll cover The Little Mermaid in some way, shape, or form, but then we'll probably do uh, film study Oscar profiles on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and past lives for certain, or at least knock on wood for certain. Looking forward to being one of the only single adult males in The Little Mermaid Theater. Never gets, <laughs> never gets less awkward. Uh, guys, <laughs> when reality sucks, you can come drive your cars and key is with us we are mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness we will see you all very soon see ya